Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet. No GPS. No text messages. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fear the Walking Dead TV podcast, episode 265. This is Russ, and we are back in a record fourth episode in a row of the, of the full cast. I have Aaron, Jim, Rich, and Daryl. We have a new sponsor this week, Russ. I don't know if you know that or not. I, I, I do our not. New, our new sponsor is Walkie Talkies, whose batteries <laughs> go out at the most dramatic moment possible. Of course. Yes. And and that is some awesome technology right there. It took Jim a long, long time to figure out how to get it to time just right. It's brought to us by the same people who bring us uh, plot-specific radio and television. (laughs) Uh, It's the walkie-talkie. It's time to, the battery is time to exactly go out at the most dramatic moment. Very true. Aren't they also the same company that produced the Alicia Clark um, plot (laughs) armor? I'm going to throw this out there right now. I know we're having fun at the expense of the show, but I like this goofy episode. Yes, I, did I did too. I did too. I did too. It. it was like it was like the most ass backward um, remake of Flight of the Phoenix possible. <laughs> did, I, did I did I not say weeks ago that there's going to be some nonsense where the plane's escaping just as the nuclear reactor's going off and like oh, going, yeah. like just yeah, like yeah. in the oh, next yeah? day? I I think I said that exact thing, and yeah. sure enough, they're outrunning a giant I, cloud. The only thing missing was a slow mo walk away. Yeah, where was the giant clock exactly? That's the <laughs> only thing that I would have liked that they would have added with that. You well, know, as the plane blew up as they get off. This week's Nerds, Nerdstradamus Award goes to. <laughs> if there's something that's going to blow up while they're walking away dramatically, it should have been when. Um, when John and Dwight get out of the van that pulls up at the last second, oh, and they're like, yeah, that, 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 because it could have got rid of all the walkers behind they, them in the process, too. Jump out of the van while it's in slow motion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Walker, John shoots the gas tank. Yep. Yeah. And, and Miami Vice right team plays to, or something. <laughs> but then choose right then to do a, a throw to commercial, but before you do, end it with an 80s style freeze frame fist pump. Oh, yeah. Well, at least oh. it wasn't with John and June kissing each other as as a mushroom cloud goes off in the background. We didn't True lie right. style. Oh, that would have been even better. That would I, have been I, better. Or, or, John, or John running dramatically for the plane and, like, not catching the plane and falling down and having to lay there in yeah. the dust as the... As this one, as this one true love flies off. Yeah, or he's hanging that, from the straps while he's kicking the walkers off, so he can climb his way back. Yeah, uh, that's or it's right falls on his knees as he watches the plane Why did they overhead. not shoot those zombies off? We'll I get mean, to that. We'll get. We'll get there. Yeah, child, we were in a mode, and you just mess it up. Just hey, I'm sorry. I have on. had it with these monkey fighting zombies on this Monday to Friday plane. Gosh, I swear. Shut the front door, please. <laughs> Well, before we get into the episode proper, uh, a little thing happened last weekend, which was the San Diego Comic-Con, and there was news. I Honestly, I, w- I thought there would be more news, to be honest with you. Right. Um, I did, too. New comic book, you know? I, yes. <laughs> I, I thought that would be part of it. Um, so where do we want to start? 
Let's start with well, the I fear stuff. I think they're going to save the comic book stuff for Skybound Con. Let's <laughs> let's start with yeah. the fear stuff. You know it's going to happen. Uh, fear, stuff. fear stuff, okay. Talking about first thing up. First thing is that it's been renewed for season six. I mean, yeah. what surprise? <laughs> I'm falling out with the. I mean, there's nothing much else to say about that except hey. <laughs> it's still going. And I really want to see you tonight. It was a fun, fun trailer, with, and Matt Furrer was in the trailer, and it was. Fun. I hope you were all sang along with that trailer. I hope well, you did. It, like we girls sing along him. since Sunday. I know. I can't stop. It was sad to see Frewer though, because every time I see him on screen now, it makes me think of how underutilized he was this first half of the season. Well, I think that's by so, design. Yeah. Well, it was, but yeah. I'm just saying. Hey, you don't spend all your Matt Frewer cash all at once. Bobby. Exactly, you man. Around. You can never have too much Matt Frewer. That's all. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, he, did, nah, he got things to do. You got yeah, I mean, for the next if they one. wanted to make a Max Headroom Walking Dead crossover series, I'd be all about it. But I mean, yeah, he's going to be all over the second season or the second half of the season. That's him rolling the stand like going the other way. <laughs> and that's the other thing. I mean, the show's coming back on August 11th, so now we have an actual answer for that. How that works? So that's that's good. It's so it's yeah. only like, like a two week break. So two weeks. Two. So yeah, there'll be two dead weeks. No pun intended. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 uh. And then mm-hmm. we'll be back. So, which I guess makes sense because it's what like Nosferatu <laughs> finishes what next week? I assume. I think there's like a two hour finale or something like that. I think what I saw are we that. gonna do on our big vacation? <laughs> All we ever wanted. Um, but <laughs> I guess that that makes sense though, right? Because what the the Terror and Preacher are? I think they're are they both Monday shows or one of them's Monday I and one of them? I they're both. Monday shows, or maybe it's Sunday. Last one of them, Sunday. one of them has to be after. Well, no, because Talking Dead Pre- Terror back. premieres oh, on right, 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 right. Preacher was always Sundays, but I mean it could have changed. I don't know. So yeah, oh, the Terror is a Monday show because it premieres okay. eight twelve. Okay. Like Preacher should be on Sunday. Pre- Preacher was occasionally Monday. It, Preacher's been weird. It, it was Mondays at some point. Yeah. Was it? Oh. Yeah, I think when it came back. When I think it first came it, up, like, yeah. And like Better Call Saul, or is like a Monday show, also because so like, Preacher had the two night premiere thing. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. They yeah. put the first oh, episode that's right. when it first was on. Yeah. They put the first episode on after I guess Walking Dead, <clears throat> and then uh, that was Sunday. And then Monday it had episode two as as, uh, and then it put in as regular time slot. It seems like these are shows that are like dependent on um, like DVR plus ratings because it's like Monday is like a night if it's in the summer. But then Preacher's already on its final season, so it's like clearly I think so. it, it, it is. No, it's like they announced it's like yeah. it's its final season, so it's yeah. like it's not like Monday nights are ratings powerhouse, but I I get it as far as what they're doing. Uh, but yeah, it comes back now. We now we know that answer, so they're just gonna play out eight episodes week after week. But it comes mm-hmm. back two weeks later, as opposed to what like six weeks or whatever the other yeah. normal pattern was. And then yeah. it goes straight into the main show, right? Like there's no. Um. It ends. Yeah, like mid September. Well, I guess there will like, be a break like, then. Yeah, because... late, yeah. So there's like a little bit of a break, yeah. which I think is helpful. Like that's, I mean, we've talked about this before, but I think that's kind of what's put the wear on some people as far as there's a lot of Walking Dead coming in a short amount of time, and I think right. they're just kind of tired of like having all of that kind of show. At, yeah, like, they always, they always usually. I mean, they they've like over over time now. Usually they'll put the parent show on the fall though. October, yeah. around Halloween. Yeah. Well, the, if Fear will end on September 29th. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Oh, right. So that's right. Next week, the, October yeah. 6th is the next week. So. Right. right my yeah. guess is if they're if they're not going to start it early, which they probably won't, because because the main show is pretty solid on that whole 
like what is it exactly two months for the for football? Yeah. It's it's mm-hmm. yeah. Um, well, and this football. may be this may be old news, but I just saw it today. Was that Sarah Wayne Callies is directing one of the back half of Fears? Yeah, it's it's that was out there, but oh, yes, that well, is part of that. that <laughs> I hope there isn't any driving in that episode. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, Can we talk about? Oh, I'm sorry. Based off, well, just to wrap up the fear stuff because there's only so much. But the yeah. based off the the trailer that was seen and what was talked about at the on the panel, um, the the episode nine, the mid season premiere, it's going to be because I believe there's like a time jump that's likely going to happen, which makes sense. Right. There's gonna, it's going to be shot documentary style. Um, yeah, the, you, you see, see that, that in the trailer. Yeah, yeah. kind of dig it. Yeah, like which is that. fun. That's a fun way to do it. Hey, it's, Aaron, it's we're not doing careful. We're doing right. Okay. And it makes uh, sense, you know, to go through the uh, the POV of Al. I mean, right. For sure, yeah. And, and it's a good, it's a clever way to like to see. Yeah, it's a clever way to update the time where where we are because you can you can do some judicious editing by literally cutting away from people to other other times of year. Mm-hmm. Get ready for that big Blair Witch crossover. <laughs> um, I'm really. I mean, I know we have a lot of stuff on the main show, mm-hmm. but this third show, yeah. It's uh-huh. kind of weird. Uh, Gimple came out at, at, um, at Hall H. He revealed the series. It hasn't been titled yet, but it's going to fit. Evidently, these are, uh, these are this will be uh, focused on like young adults who have grown up behind walls, as Gimple says. They know what walkers are. They know how to kill them, but they've never done it. The Riverdale version or something? So it's almost like zombie privilege is what he calls it. Uh, the children of zombie privilege leaving yeah. home for the first time. Um... That sounds interesting. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that, that was like one of the take. That's yeah. where all the kids come from. I, I mean, think that's I'd, that's something yeah. we speculated, right? As far as yeah. what if we did a show that was for the perspective of people that grew up only after the walk after the apocalypse started. Like that's yeah, I, I like that idea. That's a, that's a fun concept. Yeah, but I mean, them not knowing what the world is like beyond those walls and then having to step out. That's that's it, it's an interesting story to tell. I mean, it's a good is it set story. in Virginia as well? I know they're filming in Virginia. And there's no, I haven't seen any yet. Yeah, there's been know. nothing. I I, yeah. I watched the video and I'm looking at a, a breakdown of it now, and I don't see anything mentioned about that. I think depending on when this show actually starts, it could be. And I'm just speculating, but it could be a, these people, these kids are a part of like wherever Rick is or wherever the helicopters keep going, like. That would oh, make sense, a good right? Yeah. Oh, what a great a segue point. that is into the theatrical movie that they announced. Ah, look at you. I have questions. Rhymes and the Helicopters. Ratted, ratted. It's my favorite band that's going to be scoring the film. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and the Helicopters. <laughs> or RG, RGAH, as we call them. Or so is this going to be... Is this going to be an actual full-run theatrical release, or so, is this going to be like a fandom, fandom event kind of? Based off what's said, Universal has yep. the rights to this, and yep. they'll be putting it only in theaters, as it said. Because yeah. it it'll have to be rated R. It would yeah, have to be. It doesn't have to be. You can watch it on TV. It can be easily be. No, that violence, the blood violence that you see on The Walking Dead show would not pass PG-13, I don't think. Oh, I would bet it? it would. You can I, get away with a lot of stuff with PG-13. Yeah, they might get away with it. But if they did make it rated R, then they could do awesome, a little extra. Yeah. They could do a little extra. Th- I mean, thing. I'm trying to, like, I'm thinking of, like, TV shows that have either been on while the show was still on or while having recently passed. And, like, there's obviously, like, the X-Files movies and there's, like, the Sex and the City movies and the Entourage movie. Like, those are offhand ones I can think of. And, and, and X-Files yeah, those, didn't work. 
The Xbox. I mean, the first the, one. The did. first. The first one did. They yeah. but the. It's the HBO ones. Now, granted, those are TV MA shows already, but those mm-hmm. movies were also rated R. I, I'm so curious as to what they think they can get out of a full fledged move. The first of presumably three movies right. going right into theaters at a point where the show, the ratings are certainly solid, but it's like, are we in Walking Dead fever right now, or a movie is going to? Well, and the first of the three is to explore Rick's stories from where he was last seen. Three three words. International box office. Yeah, that will make it up, and even then you can, like, with those rights, it's not going to cost anybody all that much money, because you can kind of share that around and make it up pretty quickly. Put action in it, and... But it's, yes, that is a surprise because I was certainly, you know, I was on the like, it's going to be an AMC exclusive thing or it's going to be a Fathom event. But there's like, nope, Universal has it. We're going to put it yeah. out. Like, What's a co-production between AMC, Skybound, and Universal, right? Yeah. Yeah, that so. really, that was probably the most surprising news because I, I mm-hmm. really thought they were just going to do made for TV, quote, yeah. made for TV movies. Or maybe well, that's how it was initially argument. talked about, right? It or like a net, like a Netflix exclusive, or something like something along those lines. I don't, I don't think they explicitly said. Maybe have a premiere on video on demand for like a week or two, and then go to a streaming service. You know? Right. But yeah, it wasn't explicitly said. We just you know speculating as far as the potential of a of a of a. And if they announced one movie, I could have bought that more easily. As far as like, oh cool, one movie goes to theaters. But they said three. So I'm like, there are going to be three movies in theaters at some point. Oh, I, oh, I don't know. We'll see. Oh yeah, I guess I it all depends. The, Time will tell. Yeah, this is one of the issues I have with studios nowadays, and the and these big budget filmmakers. It's just focus on making one good movie, and then if it hits, plan out further films stop announcing multi-film franchises and then we end up with the dark universe falling flat on its face and others have fallen suit stop in a general standpoint i agree with you for this i mean i assume andrew lincoln has a contract that's as i'll do three movies so it's like you you announce that you don't you don't hide that news if, if they put this movie out theatrically and it does not do well then the, the other two, two the other yeah. two go straight to AMC or they exactly. go to VOD or they go wherever. So right. I mean, it, they're going to make them. It's just a matter of Where you know, does distribute. the first one do well enough yeah. to warrant? It, right. I mean, given that they're used to working on the TV budget, my guess is they're they're probably going to stay somewhat within those constraints. So oh, yeah, it's not going to be costly. Like this isn't yeah, going to be. I can't see this being a hundred and fifty, hundred seventy five million dollar massive no. blockbuster. I'm just was, saying, get your first chicken hatched before you start counting the others. Yeah, we all I agree with got, that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I think the first chicken is ten seasons of one show and five seasons of the other. I mean, they've maybe they, they've I got guess. a pretty long runway. I mean, I, I don't dis- again. I don't disagree with you when it comes to the other stuff, but I, I think this has a long enough runway uh, that and other avenues that they've they've got plenty to work with. Yeah, I just re- I just remember when Serenity was going to bring Firefly back to TV, and yeah, we all see how that turned out. I'm just saying, TV to film, theatrical film, isn't always a great yeah, thing. Yeah, but Firefly never had the ratings or the buzz. Well, I, I never, agree. That was never a process. I thought, I was, I thought I was just like a one-and-done, like, yeah, hey, that or was maybe, just maybe, a, maybe hey. another movie if the movie actually hit, but it's like... Right. It's, that was kind of like a. I just I remember the whole fever around that time. Around it'll bring back Firefly. Well, that's that's well, the internet being dumb. That's the yeah. I don't remember a fever where they're like uh, you know, no. doctors and 
Yeah, there was no in the streets. Problems. I mean, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> it it I mean, was that's, close that's to a zombie a, outbreak. It was so bad, Jim. That's been yeah, a round of cries since that show went that. off the air. I mean, yeah. I must have missed yeah. that. But yeah, I mean, there's nothing... Yeah, there's nothing really there of the teaser. It's just like, here's a helicopter flying towards the title. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, if it's called Rick Grimes, if it's called Rick Grimes, a Walking Dead story, though, two thumbs up. <laughs> or just nice. Grimes, Grimes, just Grimes, a Walking, a walking story. Dead story. Grimes, a Walking Dead story. Uh, all right, so so that's that's it. so. I guess what other news do we want to talk about? I, obviously, there's some news for the for the main show. For um, yeah, that's it as far as fear and the spinoff and the movie. So yeah, we can go straight to the Walking Dead Prime. I mean, for the main show, the big news is is what the. I mean, we all knew, but I guess Denai Guerrera confirmed, like, yes, season confirmed. season ten will be it, and then you know that's that's all there is. Well, aside from the trailer, which we can talk about in a second, uh, they're at. We have two cast announcements for season ten. We have Thor yeah. Birch from uh, American Beauty and Ghost World, among other movies that are Sally good. Ryan and Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger. Yeah. <laughs> she was also Empress Savina on the Dungeons and Dragons movie. That's a movie that has Marlon Wayne's Jeremy Irons, and they probably got along swimmingly. <laughs> which, is, uh, which is which is appearance tonight? Brought to you by IMDb.com. <laughs> and uh, Kevin Carroll, who was on the uh, the Leftovers and another show that I was just thinking about, and I forgot. Um, Sinner Man on Lucifer. Okay. Oh, all right. But yeah, they. Had, I mean, those are. Two big additions to the to the series, apparently. For whatever. And Thora Birch is playing Gamma. Yeah, from the Whispers. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, which is they kind of bill her as what uh, Alpha's protector. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then uh, uh, Kevin Carroll's playing Virgil, who's trying to get home to his family. So, so yeah. of course, we got a, a trailer. <clears throat> the trailer's great. Bitch has to die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which had some interesting, uh, interesting things to it. Uh, how, how, how do we want to do? We want to get into the trailer. Do we want to talk sure. about it? Peanut butter, meat, jelly. Yeah. Uh, the biggest, I guess, thing that people are buzzing about, and I'm, I'm curious to see what you guys think. I mean, it's just a trailer. It was five. It was two seconds. It's hard to infer anything, but they show Michonne and Ezekiel kissing. Mm-hmm. Yes. But to me, that felt, like, awkward. Yeah. It, it was the line, I can't remember what she said exactly, but the line that Michonne says right before they show them kissing mm-hmm. made me believe that Ezekiel's no longer with us at some point. So, I mean... Denai Guerrero is the one leading the show, so that's the other yeah. thing that was. I don't know. I'm thinking of the comic too, so I I don't know. I mean, if we're thinking of the comic, things would have happened already. Right? So. Yeah, right. it's true. It just made it seem like either somebody was forcing that them to do that, or it. I got the impression that this doesn't mean what you think it may mean. Well, that's and, why they show it. It's, yeah, it I definitely it's, has the taste of misdirection to it. I yeah. Yes. Yeah. But. Um, uh, the, but I mean, you know, we got we got. Uh, I mean, S- Samantha uh, doing such a great job as Alpha in this trailer. You know, you stepped over our line. You know, just that kind of just that menace that she brings Samantha Morton with that to that role, without really uh, having to do a lot to to bring it. You know what I mean? Right. She does a really nice gravitas with that kind of crazy. And yeah, it came across in the it came across in the trailer for sure. 
Did anyone see any of the footage from the panel? I did. Yeah. No, because Samantha Morton, she wasn't at the panel, but she did like bring in a she did like a, they bring in like a video message of her, like, you know, just saying, like, thank you for this opportunity. And like, everyone's been very really nice and everything. But it's just like she's in full alpha makeup. So it's like her delivering like this sweet message in like her English yeah. accent. But she looks like alpha. And so it's like, <laughs> this is fun. That's a little this crazy. Sweet. <laughs> and um, the college years. The the trailer. Uh, what do we have? Oh, Aaron had a, a mace hand, which was like awesome. I was all into that. Yeah, that was big cool. spiky that was hand. Cool. Yeah. What did ne- didn't Negan say something to him? Like yeah, yeah like oh. cool hand or something like that. Nice, nice, <laughs> yeah, nice he did. the stump. I think he said. Yeah, yeah there you go. Like that. Yeah. He said something about the stump. Yeah, yeah. I like the end. Of, should we have matching bracelets now? <laughs> hey, all that stuff. I mean, that's that's the bride and Rita's doing their thing. I think now that kind of stepped away from Negan for having him in every single episode. They kind of lived to kind of lean into the Negan and the Whisperer War. I think it won't uh, be as... Um, yeah, I mean, he tends to be like a character that they use too much. You you don't want to see him for a while. They've kind of backed off him for a little bit. So I think when he goes full Negan against the Whispers, it, it'll be uh, pretty interesting. Well, it helps that both like the show and... Jeffrey Morgan's have like both like figured out how he works best in the series right now. Right, so that right, that right. makes yeah. as one who was not a fan of him like initially and Negan in general as a character, I do like him more in the comics in this kind of stage of his life. And I appreciate what they tried to do with him last season, even if most of it was him trying to tell lessons to people and all this nonsense. But it's, I, I look forward to what he can do this season, especially because there's less baggage with Rick already being gone and all that stuff. They can kind right. of reset some of these characters a bit to a new status quo and make it work. I, I just hope that the, I hope that the season doesn't revolve too much around. We got to get the bad guy type of situation again. Cause I, I liked the new direction we were going last season as far as kind of, political drama amongst the different communities and there happens to be the whisperers involved as well i know the whisper war is a big part of it and i I look forward to seeing how that transpires i just i hope that the show can still kind of balance that i gotta say i really love like the 300 homage there (laughs) yeah with the shields shields. that was pretty badass i must admit yeah (laughs) yeah they've been doing gerard butler you know so it'd be cool to see I, I'll be happy if that's not like three different episodes focused on the same battle, like the all-out war season kind of really was, and yeah. just kind right. of maybe depressed, just like this is this again. <laughs> By the way, is July 29th some important Walking Dead date of that you know of? Because I just saw I was reading also that for the third the spinoff series to come, that uh, Scott Gimple also mentioned that there'll be big more details and big announcements on 729. Yeah, I was says, wondering that too. Why? Why that day? It says that. Oh, okay, I don't. Is there a show premiering that? Is the Terror premiering that day? <laughs> no, the Terror is August twelfth. I thought. Is there some other special con going on or something? Or is that the finale in Nesferatu? Maybe, and they're just well, trying to well, pimp that well, out. Well, that's on a Sunday, so. Oh. I don't know. It just seemed odd that it was like, why that day? Why? Yeah. Like you have everybody here at Comic Con. What like I didn't know if maybe they're well I I don't know it yeah I just thought it was strange I'm like there must be something special about that date so I don't know I don't know. I, I will say I really 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 liked the Carol and Daryl stuff mm-hmm. that they showed yeah. that yep. was yeah. amazing 
Um, yeah, just the two out of his shell. Yeah, it just it it felt like um, it, it just it felt like again now that Rick has left the show. Mm-hmm. These other characters have some room to breathe and can have these extended character moments, like you know, Redis is actually getting lines of dialogue and, and mm-hmm. stuff. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, they need it though. I mean, especially with uh, what uh, Michonne being you know about to be gone, they're really going to. To need to f- f- you know flesh out the other characters in the yeah in the in the show it's important well and it's very obvious that it's going to be more Negan heavy in a lot of areas but I don't know I kind of like some of the direction they're going with him at least from what I saw in the trailer but we'll see it looks like on the 29th they're doing like a marathon of all the of, of the first half of Fear the Walking, the first half of this current season of Fear the Walking Dead. So I guess mm-hmm. maybe that's why they're putting the trailer there, just like as a further way to mm-hmm. entice you to watch or something. I don't know. Maybe huh. mm-hmm. that's the best I can. That's the best I can do because there's it's just like they're they're playing every episode back to back to back at, at that point. Yeah, that could be. A ca- I mean, for something like The Walking Dead, that could be like a catch up kind of thing. Yeah, or, or, you know. like catch the teaser and catch up with Fear the Walking Dead. By the right. way, Ooh. right. It follows the showing of Bernie. I mean, they did lose people. I mean, they did lose some people that had stopped watching. So, you know, maybe this is a way of enticing people to come back. Sure. To check out what's going to happen. Can't hurt. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, the news. Yeah, I was going to say that's <laughs> it. I, I, so right. I, my prediction failed. I really thought we were going to get, and maybe that's what this thing is on the 29th, but mm-hmm. I really thought at Comic-Con they were going to announce the name of what this new series was. But I mean, Maybe they're deciding on it. I thought that, maybe. I, it could I did. Be. I thought that, and I thought a new comic. I really did. I thought they would, like, yeah. introduce some other, you know, or miniseries or something. Yeah. But not yet. All yeah. right. <clears throat> so that's the news. I guess next week, well, we'll, we'll be off next week. Uh, yeah. I mean, unless there's ground-breaking, earth-shattering news to talk about between now and the next two weeks. All right. Uh, we'll probably save it for Episode 9 of Fear when it comes back, uh, and we'll talk about it then. So I'm sure we'll have it posted up on the Facebook group if they, you know, whatever news that comes out anyway. So keep, do, keep an eye out. Do people still want to do a comic book one? Comic book what? Catch up, like, you know, like we. Oh, like a whisper themed. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We keep me- t- talking. Yeah, we, we keep, keep saying it, but just have to get get everybody together and do it. <laughs> and I gotta get Rick caught was. up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, that too. I mean, I I, I, looks like my schedule is pretty open next Monday if everybody gets caught up. I'd be there. I am too, <laughs> and um, I sh- I could get caught up this week probably. Yeah, I could probably but, do the same. But, this is a fun after hours episode. Let's get to this season finale or mid season yes. finale. <laughs> so, Fear the Walking Dead, uh, season five, episode eight. Is anybody out there? Um, That's a Day of the Dead reference. It makes you looking. Directed by Michael Satrazimus and written by Michael Alamo. Are you not sure about that? Well, I, I don't know. There's an I in there, so I may be pronouncing uh, it wrong, but. Whenever I see this title, I just think of Pink Floyd's Comfortably Numb. That's what I just. That too. But Especially, 
as as the as the episode starts, and so it's everybody's turn on the radio saying, "Hey, we're here, uh, we're here to help you." And you know, is anybody out there? Anybody? You know, right. uh, you know, we 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 have food, we have water, we have, you know, whatever. Like, come come, tell us where you are. It was it was kind of an interesting way to start it, and just to, I guess to show the desperation of, uh, you know, hey, the, this group is trying to do some good. Like after after right. the end of last season, that was the whole thing. Like we're gonna we're gonna do good. We're gonna you know we're gonna be you know superheroes now. It's a and, reminder of what this has all been for. Like right, you know, yeah. why have we right. spent this much time with you know the Lost Boys and Dwight and all these people like out of the middle of nowhere. Like right, and so it it kind of montages through that and uh alicia even added, like maybe there's nobody out there like maybe we're maybe this is it and morgan's like no there there are other people out there you know he knows for a fact that they're not the only ones left um and so of course as they after they walk out of the room somebody gets on the radio and responds and it's logan and you know again that's kind of how they got in their predicament and it was right. a cool like a cool pan over um out the window and then back and it's like right now um because that was all a flashback so it's right now and we see logan looking out the window um and and logan turns around and it was kind of this ominous look of of his people that are standing uh standing over there and they're looking for something and they pretty much said, well, if if we can't find what we're looking for, we're going to take it out on you. Uh, so he's kind of in a precarious position, which is interesting because I think we thought Logan was the leader of a group. Yeah, right? it kind of put yeah. him in a more vulnerable position, uh, which it I think was a nice twist. Right. It kind of changes the villain, right? Because yes. You think it's the villain that has the mega army and then you turn around and it's no, he's just someone who's probably trying to barter a deal to survive. Which we'll find out. Yeah. Uh, Then we get the cool opening graphic. This one had the siren playing in the background. I thought was cool, and we see the nuke plant, you know, uh, in in the background, and the winds kind of kicking up. Uh, I I really really like the 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 style what they've done with fear with this opening credit. Oh, I love it. It, I think it's like this theme based. Oh yeah, I hope there's something that sticks. Well, and it was cool, like, last season, after the season was over, to go through and just do a quick, like, flip through of all uh, 16 of them. It just, it did kind of tell a little bit of a mini visual story. It was just pretty cool. No, it's, it's a clever touch. Like, I was, yeah. I was, I was super big on it when they first announced, when they first, like, started doing it. I was like, oh, it's cool. It's going to, like, re- re- it's going to be a new thing every week, reflective of the episode. Like, I, it's compared to the on again off again screeching theme of the first few seasons yeah. with the giant title <laughs> like, yeah, this, this is a nice it has been a consistently good change of pace yeah i agree I, and i i like when credits change like i mean granted it's not really like an opening credits thing i mean it's it's very very brief which is kind of the trend nowadays you know the whole large opening credit sequence is is kind of becoming a thing of the past i mean some shows Dude, I mean, Game of Thrones is probably the most famous example of me of... of they don't have to worry about commercial time, though. That's true, good. true. So, but I think the best in a long time of opening themes that changed and whatnot based on the episode was Fringe. I thought the way Fringe did all that, you knew which which universe it was going to be in based on the title sequence. And it was just very cool. Yeah. So that was cool. Uh, so then we cut back to the... Sh- after the 
the break there. Um, starts off as Alicia is showering off all of the blood and guts and radiation waste and whatever else it is uh, that uh, that she was infected with. And Grace even has her weapon handy. I guess she did. Did it seem like she did something to? I don't know, like decontaminate it or something, like put it. She sprayed some Lysol on it and gave it back to her. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, rub some tussin on it. Rub yeah. some dirt on it, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's just a, it's a metal thing as opposed to a porous wooden stick right. with Morgan, so it's easier right. to clean. Yeah, but that's not how clean. radiation works, though. But still, Chubbs, it, I saw it on a TV show. I think I know a little thing or two about radiation. I was thinking, I was thinking, I was thinking the same thing when I was the same thing when Alicia took her shower. Yeah. I'm like, that's not how radiation works. What? What? I may not be a new. Should be okay business, now. But, I've, but, I've uh, seen enough people in yeah. movies where they get contaminated and they just scrub off in a shower, and then you're if like, good you, to go after that, right? Yeah. If you do it a lot and you cry a little bit, it decontaminates. Yes, well, I, I mean, know, most like, of it's oh, most of it's shielded away anyway because there's a mountain over there, right? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know why you people don't understand this. Uh, I'm not glad we have such uh, such. Men who are wise in the ways of science on this show. Thank you. <laughs> hey, we watch Chernobyl. <laughs> yeah. I got an A-plus in rocket surgery, so I know what I'm talking Same. about. Yeah. That's right. Uh, but Grace thanks her for finding the kids. And Alicia even says, like, hey, you didn't even know they existed up until we told you. And she's like, yeah, that's the point. I've been so busy doing what I've been doing. I haven't paid attention to the fact that there are other people out there and that they might need some help. Um, so they kind of they kind of bond a little bit while Morgan is trying to figure out where the where the zombies are. Um, we cut back to the to the main crew and they're getting the plane ready because of course it's about ready to fly like it's 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 been repaired or it's almost repaired. Um, uh, June and Dylan kind of have a little conversation uh, about uh, he ha- he asks her about John if if she thinks that John is going to be back in time and. Um, and June says, you know, she, she feels he is. She said, you know, we've had so much bad happen to us. I think we deserve a little bit of good, like basically good. good we're do some good luck for all the crap that we've been through. Uh, so that was kind of a little bonding moment between, uh, the two of them. Again, showing they've never seen this show before. Yes. Cause yeah. that's never how it works. <laughs> yes. Um, I like that, uh, John and Dwight end up at a used car lot and they're trying all the yeah. cars and they just can't find one uh to get started which uh, that kind of plays into i guess this where they're going with the story which is something i think uh i actually appreciated the show for 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 bringing up um but they find uh, dwight uh john finally finds a car that has his candies in the dash and goes this is the one this this is going to start this is going to work um, and of course they, they get in there and they're able to hot rod it. And again, it was cool because it didn't like, it wasn't like, oh, they sparked it up and it just, you know, sounds like a, you know, uh, like a seventies muscle car that's ready to just, you know, go cruising. This, this thing sounded not well the minute they jump started it. Um, you could, you could tell this, this thing was not in great shape, um, to, to get going. And they, they kind of go on their way. Uh, again, it's great that the show is finally acknowledging the, plot points of last man on earth with ready with the nuclear peril plants blowing up and gas not going bad after a while yeah. it's it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's good that they're catching up to the the, tr- the true educational programs of the yes. 20 21st century you mean yes, the yes. show that was canceled prematurely that one mm-hmm. oh. yeah uh, come on so- disney plus <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> They'll put it on Hulu. Uh, so Morgan and, and Alicia and Grace are in the, the, the truck trying to lead the walkers away. And, and so they get to the point where they're just going to play possum. Like they're just going to uh, – the siren's going off for the new plant. So they think, okay, if we just if we just bow down and don't make any noise and let them pass us, they'll, they'll keep – they should keep going towards the siren. And, of course, the horde gets about halfway past them and the horn stops blowing, which they said before that once that horn blows, that's pretty much it. Uh, things are going to get real bad real quick. Um, and, of course – it's not long after the horn stops that we hear a big explosion and we start to see the, the, the smoke uh, from the nuke plant. So the thing is is definitely starting to melt down at an accelerated rate. Um, and so they they decide they have to get out of here. And then this is where it's like, uh, this is eye-rolly moment for me <laughs> where they throw the car in the reverse, they flip it around, they're trying to get away, even though it didn't seem like they were overrun. Um, and of course, she slams into another car, spins it around, um, and gets it stuck, and they can't move. Yeah, there's a and, lot of stuff going on here. <laughs> yeah. Now, given the fact that they pretty much just—I mean, I, I guess the plot point is they lead the walkers back to the to the plane, but they didn't exactly have a rough time. Uh, Alicia Grayson and, and Morgan get getting back to to the plane, so. I don't yeah, know. these just, are these are plot zombies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's what it, it comes seemed, down to. Yeah, and it seemed kind of unnecessary. Like I, I don't think it really added much. No, it's a lot of this episode has a lot of like trouble on top of trouble. I talk about this on Out Now a lot, as far as movies that really try to raise the stakes when it's like the stakes are already pretty high, guys. I don't know what we need to do. Where it's like the the yeah. the, the, the the damn <laughs> nuclear reactor is blowing up. I, I don't need to worry about zombies right now. Like, I, there's enough trouble here. There's there's too much trouble. It's 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 trouble city. Okay, yeah. we can we can keep moving. <laughs> uh, so we cut back to the where their destination and with Wendell and Sarah, and Wendell's prepping the runway. So he's he's uh, he's starting to to kind of clear things out and uh, and get things and get things ready. Um, Sarah is trying to go back to Logan and see if she can get some help from him to find a way to to light this runway up because obviously they're going to need some sort of marker to to be able to land properly. Uh, and Logan, it's it's like Battle of the Big Rigs. You know, Sarah rolls up in hers. He's getting ready to roll out in his. You know, she tries to stop him, and she gives a really kind of impassioned speech. Is like, hey, you know, my brother and I found the guy that that or found this truck. We took it from the guy that owned it. We weren't good people. We've regretted it. We're trying to make up for it. You were, you know, this guy's partner. You can help us. You know, why don't you come and help us? And um, and he even says, like, oh, that was a pretty good speech. But uh, no, sorry, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to get the hell out of here. Um, so she doesn't come up very uh, – she comes up empty-handed, as they say. Yep, we cut. <laughs> no, no. I yep, agree. the good stuff's coming. I saw. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. This way, Yeah. So we cut back to John and Dwight. Of course, their car stalls out, and Dwight, he's like, John's like, it's got a full tank of gas, and Dwight's like, yeah, but the gas is no good. Like it's been sitting there um, all this time. Which, again, it's one of those things in this show that you know. Get, Diesel will last quite a bit longer. Gasoline goes bad a lot quicker than it, it's not going to 
gasoline's not going to going to sit in the tank for years and years and years and still be good. Um, and and again, I think they kind of played into that with the fact that the car didn't run well to begin with, um, and then it just finally just craps out. So obviously, they're kind of setting the stage for what we come up later with this whole yeah, w- the world's running out of gas, and what gas is left is no good. So you know, we need a solution for that. Um, so of course, they get out of the car and. They see that the plant. They see the plant off in the distance is on fire, and so they realize at this point, like, okay, we're like, th- th- this is bad. Um, so John gets June on the radio, and they have this conversation. He's just barely in range. Uh, of course, the battery is dying, um, but he makes June promise that if they don't get back in time, that she'll leave. That you know, he, you know, he he cares for her so much. He loves her. You know. He he doesn't want to see anything happen to her because she was waiting on him. Um, and of course, then the the battery goes dead. Of course, um, like, uh, the most dramatic moment possible, as I mentioned at the beginning of the yes. show. <laughs> yes. Um, and so they could barely kind of hear each other as that conversation trails off. So as they so after that, things look pretty bleak for them. And John turns around and looks on this tree. And it's it's like a ladder coming up. The tree is painted. It's got this ladder thing up there, and it says, "You're still here." Um, and John kind of ponders that for a minute, and then realizes he's got you know the kind of the light bulb goes off, and he, you know he tells Dwight, "Come on, let's go." Why um, why is it assumed that that was from Sherry? Was there something about it that made like did it have the little infinity loop on it or something? I I didn't. Did he specifically say that they thought it was Sherry, or he La- later? Later, he kind of alluded right. to the fact that that it was, and then uh, I don't know. One of the articles that I was reading today mentioned it as well, but I, well, I just did say maybe she did leave a, you know, like you maybe she did leave one more. Yeah, message. he did say that, so yeah, I got that like illusion that that. May, that that was Sherry leaving another message, or maybe it was prior to that last message. Yeah, that's possible. Oh, right. I get what you're saying. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I didn't. I, I guess especially I didn't depending on if they've been backtracking at that point. Right. Or right. 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 <clears throat> so then we cut back to Morgan and Alicia and Grace finally make it back to the plane, and you know Morgan's like, "Hey, you know, is the is the plane ready?" You know, and and Alicia says, "Well, almost where or up." Uh, Lucy says, "Almost, where are you?" And he goes, "We're closer than you think." Um, it is almost kind of like a like a Raiders of the Lost Ark moment where it's like, "Get the plane ready!" And they're they're running towards the plane, and the zombies are coming behind. Strand, them. Strand gets to the cockpit, and he looks at Alice like, "What's that?" And she's just like, "That's just my pet, Reggie." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so the the hordes are coming up. Um, and and Morgan says, well, you know, where's John? And and I said he's not here yet. And and Morgan's like, okay, well, we're going to wait for him. So they're they're preparing to kind of make a stand against this horde and try and hold him off for as long as they can and to and, and wait for John. But it, meanwhile, things are getting worse with the plant. Like the plant is getting, um, you know, the smoke is continuing to to billow uh, more and more uh, as this thing continues to melt down. And and then we cut back to to Sarah and Wendell. And she gets back, and Sarah says, "Well, I've only got—I was only able to get three flares, and you know, Logan didn't buy onto it, and all that." And uh, 
and she's like, well, we got to figure something out. And she, she kind of makes a bunch of comments and she's like, she's like, <laughs> I'm going to find a way to make this work if I have to blow sunshine out of my ass. That was just, perfect. It was really funny. What a great No, line. she said a rainbow, but I had to shoot a rainbow out of yeah, my yeah, ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Okay. That's like a unicorn. I was just about to say, isn't that a unicorn thing? Yeah. That's right. I just I just thought it was funny. She was just like really adamant about the fact that she was gonna <laughs> figure this out. Uh so of course at that moment truck comes up and it's Daniel and he's got he's got some goodies. Uh he <laughs> heard them over the radio and knew that they were uh having some trouble. I guess she heard Wendell and, and Sarah back and forth when she was trying to look for something to help light up the runway. So so Daniel comes to the rescue uh and he has some goodies. Uh so of course to cut back to, to Strand and Al, and they, lo and behold, the plane starts. Um, I mean, they did the work. Uh, <laughs> it started. They did the work. Yes, it did. Uh-huh. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so they, the the as as the plane is starting, and and they're again the walkers are coming. They're trying to get things ready, and. It, this is kind of a cool moment. It's like the, the all of them kind of pick up whatever guns and everything they have, and they kind of are making like this last stand to say, okay, let's see if we can just hold these walkers off. And right as they're getting ready to just make this this assault, June looks over to Morgan and says, no, like, no, we need to leave. Like, I, I promised John that if he wasn't here when it was time to go, that, that I would leave. Um, which yeah. I, th- I thought was... Uh, I th- I thought was interesting. I, I I really thought that they were going to leave, and that part of the next half of the season was going to be how does John and Dwight you know find their find their. That's way what out. I was thinking too. Yeah. Um, and, and again, it just kind of gets back to I thought I, I, there's writing things that that make me nuts. There's a lot of writing things in this show that kind of in this episode that particularly made me nuts. But I think the the the. The easy thing would have been for June to say, "Nope, we're gonna. I'm gonna wait for John. I'm not gonna leave him. You know, he's the man I love." Um, so I thought it was kind of cool for them to just kind of flip it a little bit and her be like, "Nope, let's get the hell out of here." Like, like it, well, it's the kind of thing I agree with you, and but it's the kind of thing where, in what I've, I think I've said at least one time, and is like I appreciate the earnestness of this series this season, and I think it pays off here. I mean, as goofy as this episode is, you can make the same Nick click Nick. That nitpick complaints about episodes that are on the nihilistic end of the spectrum, and they're just as valid. But I just I whatever screen you know screenwriting nitpicks I have and like goofiness there is, I can appreciate that most of the story is based around having faith in one another to kind of get in the right position when needed to, hoping that things work out, and then seeing them actually pay off. I've seen enough of The Walking Dead for the past 10 years to know that, yes, bad things happen all the time. So an episode like this where I get, you know, planes escaping nuclear explosions or what have you, it's like, fine, whatever. I'm with it with these characters. Like, it works for me. Like, it's it's ridiculous, um, all the effort that went into saving these kids or what have you. But I it does. It's not like the show didn't set us up for this kind of moment, uh, regardless right. of how effective it is. And right, I, right. I, I cared. I cared about what happened. Yep. It seem oddly inspirational. I would say oddly. It's certainly like as, as these as I, these episodes go. I mean, it's yeah. like oddly, yeah, yeah, like I did inspirational and hopeful. I mean, on I the see. scale of Walking Dead hopefulness, which mm-hmm. is you know total nihilism on one side, <laughs> to, to like 
it seemed pretty high on that scale. Um, I mean, look at, not to go far with this, but when this show started, things were less bleak in the real world than they are now. So it's like, I'm happy to have a zombie apocalypse show that reflects actual change in favor of good things for, for a couple episodes at the very least. Sure. Like, I, yeah. I, I can see the showrunners being like, how do we keep this thing going and what do we do to make it different from the other show? let alone keep the creative juices flowing. It's like, well, why don't we, why don't we show what happens if the, if, you know, things actually work out for a change and I can, I can get behind that. And to add to Jim's point, um, I mean, the whole thing with the plane was kind of cheesy. Yes. And everything else, but it was very oddly satisfying to see strand get that plane off the ground Mm -hmm. and then to see him actually put it back on the ground. You know, I I don't know. It was just because, like, the whole whole season, I'd be kind of sort of rolling my eyes at the whole plane thing. But I don't know. I really was – it was, like you said, inspirational. I mean, how many nick of time action-type movies do you have where, like, things happen right when they need to happen and you love it? I mean, look at at Star Wars. I mean, Han Solo shows up right when he needs to show up. I mean, it happens all the time. It happens a lot. (laughs) And it's the kind of thing, if it's timed well, pulled off well – it works. I mean, you know, there's, mm-hmm. but if it doesn't, it absolutely doesn't. And I think that little things, like you said, like June staying behind, kind of breaking that trope, you know, um, the way the, this whole sequence is, it was filmed and staged and, and everything, which is like very well done. I, I thought it was it's one of my favorite episodes of the season. It was yeah, for me. It does. Again, Although, and, I, and I agree with, and uh, I'm sorry, Rich, but I, I agree with the caveat y'all are putting on it as far as suspension of disbelief and, you know, can they really do this? And, you know, all this other stuff. But, yeah, I get it. But it was, uh, you know, for, for where they ended up getting to story-wise, I was fine with the ride. I mean, I'm not, well, and I'm not, I'm not saying it's perfect by any means. None no, of us no, are. No, but no, it's like, perfect. at the end of the day, it's like, what show did I watch and did I like it? And I liked it's, it. I liked yeah. what they did here. If if all this stuff with the, the kids and the planes and the trains and the automobiles, like, if all that did anything of use, I, I'm happy with what the result actually was. And the other thing too is that it, I know I like I know people have just been like tuning out on this like they did not like the first half of the season. Um, I don't know. It just I thought I thought for a change of pace. I mean, I don't want another Walking Dead show. I don't want them to constantly have to battle uh, some big bad every season. You know, like you want to break it up a little bit. And I thought it was kind of cool to have it where it was a thing about the situation, right? The environment, again, was the was the thing that they had to kind of fight. You can't even fight it, but it was the thing that they, the threat that they had to deal with was the, the environment. And oh. I kind of, I get a kick out of that. I thought it was a nice change of pace and I, yeah. I that I liked about this. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I would say that maybe a couple of episodes back wasn't, the greatest, but other than that, I thought the whole season, half season, was pretty remarkable. Um, I do like the the different angle they're taking on some stuff. I feel that, you know, it was getting a little heavy-handed with Morgan, but then the these last couple of episodes just really turned that around, and just what's going on with the whole thing between him and Alicia and the Hope and all that other stuff, I don't know. It seems cheesy on paper, but it works. Yes, yeah, somebody that was ready to drop the mic and walk away if they got that plane going. The fact that it didn't make me want to do that, I think, <laughs> speaks to <laughs> speaks to the quality of, of the episode. Um, so, yeah, so 
I, I mean, uh, I, I, clearly it might be the radiation poisoning that it's a you know major heart grow three times bigger today, but that uh, you know <laughs> could be. That's funny. That's what I put for Matt Frower's character that he his heart grew three times bigger and he showed up with the lights, <laughs> or was going to show up with the lights is what I thought was happening, but or not him, Daniel. Daniel, Daniel is what I yeah. wrote. Yeah, Daniel and his his dog with the sleigh and all that. Yeah, he is a cat. <laughs> yes, he has a cat. His name's Skidmark. <laughs> uh, so, of course, they they make a run for the plane, uh, and and just as as they're as they're ready to just call it off, John shows up in dramatic fashion. They come, spin out, get out of the car, shoot a couple zombies, uh, grab everybody, run back to the plane, um, get back on, take off, and of course, some of the walkers are able to catch up, um, get caught up on the the, the straps. That for some reason they didn't uh, either pull up with them on the plane or uh, uh, cut them cut them loose from the, from the get go. But uh, but you know again it kind of made for a little bit of drama, but not enough that I really felt like there was any danger to it. I I I found that the danger I thought was coming was either you know, th- is the plane going to crash? Is it going to get off the ground? Is it you know uh, you know are they going to end up I, I was I, I my fear, no pun intended, was centered around the plane and what was going on specifically with the plane and, and Strand and Al more so than the than the zombies that were you know clung on to the back. Yeah, this is a lot of extended ash stuck under the bookcase type bullshit going on with this thing. Yeah. It's like why are we why are we like <laughs> why are they like how do we get these walkers up? You guys have weapons in your hands. Stop this nonsense. With, yeah, with like what do we do here? It's just so. <laughs> In the midst of, like, that's what I'm saying. It's just trouble, trouble, trouble. It's like, we don't need this. Give me, like, the, right. we have a rickety plane full of people that need to get away from a nuclear explosion. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure, whatever, radiation fallout. I'm not too concerned with whether or not Morgan's going to be able to stab a walker in the face in time. Just, yeah. Did you say Ash stuck under the bookcase moment? Yes. <laughs> Excellent. I just wanted to make sure I heard that right. <laughs> this bookshelf was so heavy. This <laughs> Those Ikea bookshelves, dude. Yeah, they'll, they'll get you. I can't stop the deadite. The bookshelf's on me. <laughs> um. So then we kind of have this moment moment on the plane where everybody's, you know, again feeling hopeful. Things are working. They're, you know, they they banked away from the big cloud of radiation. Um. There's one thing I had. What was with Grace breaking Morgan's stick? What What did I miss there? She was that was the it. end that was poking into the zombies. The, the yeah the bloody part and, oh okay oh from the ones that they right. just okay right. okay right she wasn't gotcha. taking no chances gotcha right. I fixed your that, okay that's what Instead I figured too because Russ I had the same reaction I'm like wait did I yeah. blink it's like what happened yeah <laughs> I was like that and something. it was no, a tender makes... moment also because instead of because she should have just threw the whole thing out and you know just threw it out the plane just to be right. safe. But instead of doing that, because she, you know, because they didn't make that connection, and she, she knows how he feels about it. I thought, I don't know, it was a nice little tender moment for them. So it kind of makes me think they will get closer. Yeah, but I, and I like Morgan was like trying to work it out afterwards, right? Like he's, mm-hmm. you know, trying to do the balance thing, and he does the twirl thing, mm-hmm. and he's trying to see, like, okay, can I use this? Like this thing is maybe two-thirds of the size it used to be, but but maybe I can make this work. I don't know. I just thought that was – it was a cool 
uh, it was a cool thing with Morgan. I just, I really yeah. appreciate it. It's a fun thing, but this season hates Morgan. <laughs> just the one yes. he wants to throw him through the ringer. Yes. <laughs> He's yeah. maybe has radiation poisoning, loses his stick, gets stuck mm-hmm. here, gets stuck there, like loses another stick. It's uh, mops. Like yeah. all this stuff's happening to him. Yeah. He's almost well, like a, um, you know, because he's such a, a a man of faith and doing better, it seems like we have to test him even more. Um, and, of course, John has his moment with June. He proposes to her and takes his candy wrapper and rolls it and folds it into a little ring. And, of course, she says that she, she will marry him. So, again, Obviously, I thought it was a cool – that's a cool it, moment. Yeah. Like I just I, th- th- did you guys think because before that they showed Dwight with his wedding yeah, ring. I, I thought he was going to give him the I rings. thought yeah, I thought Dwight was going to maybe they're saving that for the actual wedding yeah, itself, maybe. right? Um but yeah, anyway, I it's one of those things where it's probably if you think about it too hard, it's probably really corny, but it just worked. Like to me it mm-hmm. just worked. Oh, it was, and it I, was of totally course it's corny, corny but it, it still should worked. be. Yeah. But it's not corny in a in a like oh I want to roll my eyes and you know like want to throw up. It was right. corny in a this is really sweet, and I think a lot of it just has to do with Dillahunt and oh and, yeah, and I it, I think it's because of the actor the the acting uh, on both sides. Yeah, I mean he can play hard or he can play puppy dog, and he's mm-hmm. been yeah. playing a lot of puppy dog on this show, and he's doing it really yeah. well. And you like this guy. I mean, you you really yes. like this guy. So if you didn't, it wouldn't work at all. But you really, really dig him. So yeah. So it was a cool moment. I yeah. appreciated it. Uh, so of course they they make their way back back home, um, and we find out that what Daniel brought were a bunch of Christmas lights, and so they're stringing these lights up, and he's got a generator, and they're using that to make a runway, a lighted runway for mm-hmm. for Strand and Al to to get back to. Right. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I know we were talking about picking her, but I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so, of course, they set up all the lights, the noise of the generator. Walkers show up. One of them is able to trip the plug on the light. Even though there are no other walkers around anywhere, they just happen to – I guess the generator is making noise. I guess that's what would lead them towards it. But they they trip the light. Wendell decides he needs to go do something about it, so he backs his his wheelchair up to the one, does the stabby thing, um, and then can't seem to finish it off. And uh, that's when the other one comes up and, and, trip, and trips the light. I so, thought this was the end of Wendell for a minute. I did too. So, yeah. He, so Wendell takes out the shotgun, shoots the one walker, and the plane is getting in dire straits. It's running out of fuel. Uh, they can't see you know, obviously it's night. They can't right. see where to land. There's no, there's no lights anywhere. So but Wendell the, decides he's going to dive out of his chair and then dramatically crawl towards the, towards the generator. I love get, that scene too. I totally love yeah, that scene, yeah. especially when he called in the, when he called, um, his sister, what's her name? Yeah. And said, uh, this beer tastes like shit. <laughs> yeah. He said, I just want to tell you I, that stuff kind of, if you re, if you like the character, if you really like the character, when they do those moments of, you know, let me tell you this one thing. You know, it can yes. work. You know, let me let me tell you this. Yeah, you it know, plays I might into, not make it. <clears throat> we're in a heightened reality already, yeah. and so it plays yeah. into exactly who we've come to know them as. Right. I, I mean, if you want to hear the most realistic final word dialogue you can get, I mean, there's life you can go to to find that. This is a show about right. zombies yes. and planes trying to land yeah. or before they crash. I mean, it's. 
I, I wouldn't say I was he didn't con- get eaten when he fell out of the wheelchair. Yeah, I, I, I wasn't convinced that Wendell was going to die just then. It's like, well, first he has to turn those lights on, or else everybody dies. So I mean, that's right. gonna, there's no right. there's no I way that's that. not going to pan out. Mm-hmm. But I well, still I die in a sense that he get bit before. Like he gets bit and then yeah. plugs him in, you know that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Sure, or like he like gets run over on the runway. Or something. That was the other thing I was thinking too. Like, does he get? You know, do they kill him by landing? Like, because there's no. Pr- I guess, and I can already see people going. Well, they don't pay a price. Everybody makes it. It's all you know, all great. But but again, I think to to Aaron's point, like mm-hmm. that's the other show, right? Right. Like, yeah. Like that's. And I think that's what maybe gives it a nice balance. And I think right. that's what I think our, we've been kind of trained that in these half season, you know, endings or season endings, that something horrible is going to happen. Mm-hmm. At least one character is going to die, if not more than one. Right. So the fact that we're headed towards the end of this thing and it's like, wait, nobody's died. <laughs> like, <laughs> you have to you pay know, a you know, price, right? So we even. It's a good way to subvert the expectations of the show. Yeah, well, yeah, the yeah, lack we, of de- yeah, the lack of deaths is just as surprising as having deaths. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if you want Even shocks, so. if you want shocks so. there's your shock value yeah. right there. Yeah, because it's that, always happened to them, right? That's like mm-hmm. even both shows. It's, been, it's gotten to the point now yeah. where there's always somebody that you know has to die. Well, even last episode, you know, Alicia gets you know with the you know bloody radiated walker gut. So it's mm-hmm. like okay, maybe she's really really you know sick or you know. So the fact that again that 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 didn't happen when this thing happens to Wendell. To me, right. it just felt like okay, maybe this is the one, right? Like this is the. That's the, what I thought. I was like, oh no, not Wendell, not Wendell. But I feel like, and it, yes, it could have it could have done something with like taking one of them down. But I feel like that would also negate what this season's been all about, as far as yeah. risk, no, risk, risk versus reward. And it's it's a testament to like the goal of this current season to show what what it is to put your lives in the lives for other people. It can come with good. I, we've seen time and time again these these various groups in these Walking Dead shows get beaten down. So it's like, yeah, it, it makes sense for it to close itself out by looking at everything that everyone did by coming together, working together to do this thing. Together. Yep. And then they did that thing. And it was difficult, but they they, over, they overcame the difficulty and like got success. They got the plane back. They got all the kids. They didn't get covered in radiation. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so Wendell gets the lights plugged back in. They're able to pull the the plane out just in time. It it, it they go ahead and land, um, and happy reunion, right? Like everybody gets off the plane. Everybody's you know mm-hmm. those that haven't seen Daniel, and so you know Alicia was so happy to see Daniel because yeah. she didn't think she'd see him again. Every you know everybody's all happy, um, happy reunion, um, and of course on the radio then somebody says they need help. It's a female voice and she's saying she needs help. And so Morgan's all excited. He's going to get back on the radio and like, who are you? Where are you? What's going on? And then of course, Logan interrupts them over the radio and then boom, he drives up in his truck and gets out and says, you know, Hey, you know, we're all on the verge of a really big, big problem. You know, all the gas is going bad. Um, you know, try, you know, pretty soon, you're not going to be able to get anywhere. You know, the the storms come came and what you know wiped a bunch of stuff out. We've got these mountains. You know, the the plant. You know, getting around is going to be incre- increasingly difficult. Um, but Carl had a plan for that. Like it's in his journal. He had a plan. Now I'm assuming refineries. He, I'm assuming yeah. There's a, there's a there's a oil refinery somewhere that 
they can make gasoline. Which there are hundreds of in Texas. I mean, just in West Texas alone, and then down in Houston, Galveston, and all that. I mean, think about well, it. Well, there's. There's oil in West Texas. The refineries are in are are, are along the coast. And as oh, we all you go know, out there to to just uh, so uh, just uh, just east of Midland. There's a huge. I used to drive by it going to work every day. Just a huge refinery. And as we all know, making gasoline out of an oil refinery that's as easy as churning sure. milk. I mean, oh, yeah. you know, you just you just no. go to the thing, press the button, you know, knock it, knock knock your hand on the grate a Turn few times, switches. and yeah, and gas. No. But, I mean, at least it's a place to start from. They could start learning. They maybe find somebody. I mean, there's got to be documentation. I'm not saying that it's easy, but, you know, the resources are there if they can figure out how to utilize them. In other news, the sarcasm machine is not working. (laughs) 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 This part of the episode brought to you by the West Texas Petroleum Board. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> well, given that this half of the season was predicated on being able to take a crashed aircraft and repair it and get it flying again, I think yeah, making realism. gasoline is probably not too much of a stretch. Um, I mean, as long as they're on the other side of that mountain. I mean, that's true. All, yes, okay. true, true, true. Um, so anyway, so Logan, basically the proposition from Logan is like, hey, uh, you know, if you give me back the journal – then I can I can lead you to the the, the solution whatever the solution is, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's how the half season ends. And what I do they do? Dig it all. I like I loved it, especially Daniel his conversation talking about his daughter and not being able to say yeah. goodbye, and yeah. finally being able to deal with that. I like it. I loved it. I did. I totally dug it. Yeah, worked for me. So that brings us to the end. Uh, do a brief message from our sponsor. Uh, as this is the end of July and we have a break, uh, a couple week break, uh, we won't be back till August. You've still got a couple weeks here, about a week and a half as you, as you listen to this podcast to get your uh, July orders in before the August orders come out. Um, you can do that at dcbservice.com and um, either go go to the main site and fill out the order form, download the Excel sheet. Um, load up on all the all the great stuff they have over there. Um, as Richard mentioned last week, that this month at DCB Service, um, Image is resoliciting pretty much all of the trades and hardcovers for The Walking Dead as the comic has um, has finished its run. So you can um, take advantage of the slightly larger discount um, by doing the pre order um, through DCB Service than you would for in stock trades and catch up. Uh, have this opportunity to catch up on The Walking Dead, if you so choose, um, before Season 10 starts. And given that the, f- the fact that the comic is done, you can kind of make your way to the end. Uh, or as the- Daryl would say, the initial run of the comic is done. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. Um, so you can do that. Or head on over to nstocktrades.com where you can um, – Find The Walking Dead in many of its forms, as well as other hardcovers, trades, omnibuses, artist editions, whatever whatever your pleasure is over at InStockTrades.com. Order $50 or more, and you'll get it with free shipping. Um, everything comes to you fantastically packed, um, w- a pristine condition, great service. Um, so we thank DCBService.com and InStockTrades.com for their support of The Walking Dead TV podcast. So... Our final Toby ratings for this half of of uh, of the season before we take the break. 
Uh, Jim, why don't you go first? What do you, what do you give this this uh, episode? This episode is solid four. This was a good episode. I think it's. Uh, I like the way it subverts the tropes that you expect in this kind of show. I like the way it subverts the expectations that have, people have of the other show. Um, I really enjoyed the uh, the little bits of dialogue in this episode were done well. The whole you know getting the plane off the ground scene was, like you said, reminiscent of like Raiders or something along those lines, and uh, it worked out really well. Um, I you know solid four out of five for me. It was really it was a good episode. Probably my favorite episode of this half of the season. Mm-hmm. Daryl, what about you? Uh, yeah, I give it a I give it a, a four point five. I I really enjoyed it. I did not have any problems with it. It all these, I came out of this feeling good. I came out of watching this feeling very entertained and good. And I think that's what you want, right? When you're watching any kind of show or movie. Um, yeah, it, it, it all of the these characters. I liked how they've been. Uh, you know, all the character development since I've stayed with the show from the very beginning. Even in seasons I didn't really care for that much, it still added. They they took all of that and they put these characters in a good place, where uh, I I really like where they are. Um, and you know, when we got to the end, uh, it really felt like it was a nice journey that they went on. Um, and when they were doing all the hugs and the high fives, I was with it. <laughs> I felt like high five at them too. You were great. You know, you did your thing. You built the plane. Why not? Um. So yeah, all those moments uh, did their thing. So it, it worked. Four out of four, four point five. It deserved it. Excellent, Rich. What do you give it? Uh, yeah. Um, I'm pretty much in agreement. I mean, I I don't know if it's my favorite of these eight episodes, but if not, it's up there. Um, I I I enjoyed it from beginning to end, and there was so much about it. Like I said earlier, that on paper just seemed cheesy or wouldn't work, and it way worked, and it was just. I don't know, just just satisfying in so many ways. Um, uh, you know, all of the the edge of the seat uh, moments, even some of the lighter humorous moments, and just different things like that. And um, and again, seeing Matt Furrer, I just you can't get enough of him. Um, the only thing that I felt was lacking, and I don't know how they would have got it in, you know, but they they're not adverse to doing hour and a half long mid-season finales on the parent show but i would have liked to seen more a little more interaction with how the kids were reacting to everything on the plane and 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 stuff but it, it was still uh excellent excellent work um i i give it a 4.25 i i really really enjoyed this episode aaron um i i agree with a lot of things that are being said already so but i, I give it a four tobies like there's you know a few things here or there is not making it like a, 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 the best episode of all time. But at the same time, I just really appreciated what they're going for and how it accomplished it based off theme. I think it really worked in an affecting way because of the journey we've gone on, even if not all the episodes were fantastic, it still built itself up in a way that made me appreciate the story they've been telling for this first half of the season, leading to an episode that has its share of goofy moments, but all feel like proper payoffs to what we've been seeing so far. So yeah, I'm at four Tobies this week. I will also give it four, and I think if it wasn't for the whole they fixed up a crashed plane, I would have probably given it a four and a half. But <laughs> I've, I've made such a sticking point about that goofy plane, uh, I have to ding it for, for the fact that they actually were able to 
uh, fix a plane and get it flying again. Yeah, I kind of it was it stuck in my craw as well. I kept like half expecting them to open like where the the case where the engine should be, and it'd be been like just a giant rubber band wound <laughs> really, 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 really tight. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, great character moments. Uh, and Jim, you, I think you you nailed it for the for this episode in describing just the you know just the 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 feeling of hopefulness and just the overall good feeling you got from it so a lot of the it's almost like the nitpicks just kind of like washed away um because there was like this great um feeling of like suspense and tension and um and just and just kind of i think i think it for lack of a better term like having a happy ending i think was kind of nice for a change um, and, and feeling like, you know, this team, this team got a win, um, you know, given that, um, there are two cast members that, well, I guess three now if Daniel's back full time, but, but basically three out of, out of all of them that have been there since the beginning. And, you know, one of them was gone for quite some time. I mean, even, even Strand came yes, in like Strand. later. No, he came in like later in the first season where it's yeah, really it just, like, just Alicia. Like, that's yes. It. Yeah, because he he didn't show up to what like episode three maybe or something. like no, that? No, like later like, he was like much later, and he was like the second to last of the first like season or something like that. Because he met up with Nick when he got yeah, because Nick because they were in the detention. So. Yeah, like it was pretty late in the season when he's just like, I, I got a boat, we can do this, and then the next season yeah. he's strand all the time and everything. Um, so yeah, so I think I think that uh, that was good. Excellent. All right, so that's what we think about this episode. But we have a great Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash WDTV podcast. Or you can email at WDTV at HHWLOD.com. What did the folks say this week about their Toby ratings? I'd like to invite, too, I'm going to think I'll open up a thread in the Facebook group since we're going to be off for a few weeks of uh, what they'd like to see in the next uh, coming seasons of both the parent show and fear. Um, you know, just to get, you know, some ideas of what, you know, the the listeners to the podcast and watchers of the shows kind of want to see coming up. Because, I mean, I don't know. It's a, it's a lot of different ways things could go. I mean, we kind of have the blueprint ahead of us with the main show, you know, with the Whispers War and whatever. But, um, I don't know. There's a lot of different ways it could break. Like you said, it's going to have a documentary style. I mean, who knows? Anyway, Dre Irvin wrote in first, uh, I thought I would be really mad if they actually flew the plane and got out of there. But hell, I'm just so excited about Season 10 uh, Walking Dead proper trailer that I wasn't even annoyed by this cheesy mid-season finale. I think Logan is lying his pants off and he's clearly setting a trap. Uh, can't wait to hear the podcast for this one. Well, thanks, Duray. Uh, Lisa Kelly, three lame endings out of five. Slightly better than the previous episodes, but so, so cheesy. Uh, the writers just take the easiest soap opera-esque storylines. How hard would it be to write the death of a character who is, that was in mortal danger? But no, everyone escapes doom at the very last moment. My other gripe is while they were trying to get the plane off the ground and the zombies hanging on were preventing that, why would they not shoot them? Oh yeah, it wasn't in the script. <laughs> Love the podcast, guys. Thanks for being a lot more positive than this negative Nancy. I don't know. Isn't there? I mean, weren't they worried about shooting the plane? After well, I, mean, well, I, I don't know. It's a bookshelf, Jim. There's a big bookshelf on top. That's why they couldn't get the deadite because of the bookshelf. Obviously. Yeah, it's, it's it was huge. heavy. It was very, very heavy. They don't want to burn the. Heavy. They want to burn the Necronomicon. That's right. Andrew Park, no Toby's out of five. 
Why, Andrew? Why? Uh-huh. Oh, because I haven't wow. had the chance. Because I haven't had the chance to watch this season, oh. <laughs> living in the UK and not wanting to subscribe to yet another TV service. <laughs> I get you. Uh, it doesn't seem I've missed much. Uh, the season ten Walking Dead trailer looked good. I'll probably just listen to the podcast to catch up on fear. Oh, I don't know if that's. Oh well. Uh, the, uh, I don't know if that's uh, cricket, as you people say over there across the pond. Uh, the pictures I created in my mind from your conversation might do a better job than the actual show. Uh, Richard Sherrington pipes in with, I'm in the UK too, and we have ways of watching it without paying. So, I don't know. Shh, don't say that. I'm just reading what he wrote, Rich. I was I'm talking reading. to Richard. Just reading what he wrote. Kevin Barry, three Morgan got his three quarters of his stick back out of five. I like some of the tense moments, and even with a few eye-rolling scenes, I still enjoyed the episode. Enjoy the short break, and I'm looking forward to the second half of the season and more episodes of the podcast. Thanks, Kevin. Uh, Richard Charrington. Uh, it's marathon season for him, so he's probably drinking a lot of Coors Light and uh, running around. Uh, four zombies on a plane out of five. A slight improvement on past weeks and has given me hope for a decent second half of the season. Enjoy the short break, guys. I'm off work for just over two weeks, so I'm going to Spain, and I'll be sinking a few Coors Lights. <laughs> if you're in Spain, why are you drinking? Ah, never mind. Andrew Park asks... Because it's you- marathon season. He's got to keep that water going, you know. he got to drink all that water. I know, but I mean, there are other beers. Anyway, uh... Andrew asked if he uh, timed his holiday to coincide with the mid-season break. So, yeah, he said, no, it's an annual shutdown for the whole factory. He guesses the CSO, or CEO, is a fan of fear. Okay, everybody, back up. Yukiyoshi Sawada is stepping up to the the mic here. Kanpai. 4.5, we're home out of 5. 1, Alicia, maybe we can't make up for what we did. Me, not with attitude, we can't. Two, oh, Logan, what a tangled web we weave when we decide to practice to deceive. Three, oh, no, Alicia is going to die not by Walker, but by being Morgan's new student like the others. Oh, also, did anyone else think those sirens were going to be for the whole episode? Four, Logan, you you owe us. All we want are lights. Be happy we're not blowing your head off, undead dick. Uh, Five, gas going bad. Damn, you ever think one day we'll just have to use horses to get around in the future? What would that apocalypse be like? Chekhov's car. Six, Luciana, start the plane. Cue Indiana Jones movie music. Uh, Seven, I'm tired of all these motherfucking walkers on my motherfucking plane. Yes. Do I need to to censor myself there? I'm sorry. You need to use the TV edit. These monkey fighting. Oh. On this right. Monday to Friday plane. It'll oh, be right. Yeah. <laughs> they got it. Creating, creating tone on Audacity is real easy to do. I do it all, all right. the time. Yes. All right. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, eight. Now that they're engaged, we can stop talking about how they found each other. <laughs> also, I now expect a wedding episode. We demand it. <laughs> Nine. Sigh. Really thought they were going to kill off Wendell. Glad they didn't. He hasn't done enough on the season yet. Ten. It's a triple crossover. We get the OG crew of Alicia, Victor, and Daniel, and then the new crew, basically everyone after season three, and the legit crossover, Morgan and Dwight from the parent show, an all-crossover three-way. Eleven, 
I guess we do need to help ourselves before we can help others. But I still don't trust Logan. Keep a gun trained on him, fool. Oh, fool me once. You know. Twelve. Did you notice not only the episode started with, is anybody out there, and ended with the same question by the woman to Morgan, but that's also how the parent shows last season ended with the radio. Is anybody out there, too? No, I did not remember that detail. Did anyone else? No? I did not. No. no. Is this when everyone steps away to go to the bathroom? Oh, okay, I get it. <laughs> what was it again? A long, oh. It's a long post. I don't, you know, I get it. Bonus. Uh, you guys most likely address, most likely addressed this, but last week you guys were talking like fear agent through the six year skip, but in actuality, fear is taking six months or so after season four. Rick and the gang are fixing the beige, oh, I guess bridge at the time due to the storm. Most likely, Rick just died sometime after Althea and Isabel parted ways. The biggest evidence of this that Charlie hasn't grown much for a time skip, and Logan mentions the storm from last season. Just wanted to say my thoughts on that. Kenpai. Kenpai. And, uh, let's see, Joy, Joy Soriano Kim, three WTFs out of five. I had to walk out of the room, and they didn't immediately pull out their guns and shoot those walkers hanging onto the plane. Uh, only got back Sorry. some points. Only got back some points because I love, love, love June and John forever. Uh, Robert Nigro, I liked this episode much more than I wanted to. I expected a disaster, given how uneven the most recent episodes have been, but four strands of Christmas lights out of five. I felt that everyone is in sufficient realistic danger often enough that it felt real to me, not as contrived as it could have been, right down to the plane running like an old jalopy. I don't trust Logan one bit. Just because someone is roughing him up doesn't mean he automatically wants to make an about-face and now try to help the people he so recently screwed over, regardless of whatever mutual aid that would lead to. Uh, Polar Bear's journal to reveal a gas supply in exchange for his safety in a new group. Uh, I thought Wendell could have bought it in this episode, and it would have been believable, but I'm glad he made it. Possible Easter egg in The Walking Dead, Season 4, Episode 1, 30 Days Without an Accident. Kids are naming walkers gathering at the fence around the prison. One has a uniform shirt on with a name patch. It's how he gets his name. Anyone know if his name was Mitch? Victor's overalls in this Fear episode have a name patch. Mitch. Wow, that's some good memory. Uh, and if John and June have a wedding ceremony, will there be cake? Rich, Chubb, will there be cake? Oh, I hope so. Gotta have I hope cake. it's not abandoned this time for Chubb's sake. And right. finally... Not under- for my sake, for the cake's sake. Wow, it's all about the cake, huh? That's right. All about the cake. And finally, Marianne Corridor. Uh, hmm, three candy wrapper engagement rings out of five. I don't hate this episode as much as it did last week. So are we abandoning the idea of Alicia being contaminated? Just take a shower and all your troubles go away. I mean, it was a hot shower, so there's that. Uh, I don't understand how John looks at the tree message and knows exactly where the car was and how John and Dwight got to the plane just in time. It was predictable, but being that John proposed to June, I will forgive this. But did he have to propose in front of poor, sad Dwight who just found out his wife is gone forever? (laughs) I really hope they give Wendell and Sarah more to do next half. Uh, I like the reunion of Daryl, of Daniel and Skidmark. <laughs> and of Daniel and Alicia. I also like Sohoas. Sorry. I mean, how they got there just in time was they knew the plane was leaving, and they were driving there very fast to get there. It was even leaving when they got there. <laughs> I also like Strand's callback to Madison telling Alicia that she would be proud of her. Are, are we shipping Morgan and Grace? Uh, I hope the second half is better. Thanks to the podcast, guys. 
thank you. And if you would like to join our illustrious group on the Facebooks, as Russ said, it's uh, facebook.com slash groups slash WDTV podcast. It's the Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook group. You can join us. Not only do you get to, uh, ch- uh, to chime in with your Toby and or Buster reviews uh, on the episodes as they happen, you also get weekly links to a- our very own Aaron Newworth and his uh, a weekly coverage of the parent show on We Live Entertainment. Uh, so definitely you get the links for that there as well. Get on the group. Also, most of the uh, news stories we talked about uh, today on the episode early on are in the Facebook group as well. Yeah, they catch you up. Yes. They've... So if you want to follow up on that or if you missed a trailer or, you know, you want to catch up on maybe... I mean, San Diego is just a typhoon of media. Oh, um, my gosh. Yeah, yeah I was, I was tracking true. it on Twitter when it was going on. So I was yeah, yeah posting up any link that anybody was putting because I wasn't writing any Comic-Con articles this year. So I just put up any link that was going up to be sure to spread the news. It was just uh, So if you... I mean, it's easy to miss stuff. So if you want to go over some of the Walking Dead news from San Diego, see the trailers, what have you, Walking Dead TV Podcast Facebook group has you covered there, too. Excellent. So we already briefly talked about where you can find other folks. You can uh, stay tuned here at HHWLOD for, for my stuff. Um, Mr. Taylor, where can people find more of you? Uh well we speaking of San Diego we covered uh, on nothing's on uh we covered oh a ton of uh the San Diego TV and movie news so you can definitely catch that that's available right now I had to get a new I didn't get a new news desk cuz yeah it, you broke it broke it, it right now so much um <laughs> news paper and, shards of new de- news desk everywhere and it was heavy it, so flying in the eye yeah. of <laughs> It was a cataclysm. Right. But, uh, we did offer you, the listener. That's right. Hear the result on Nothing's On. We just posted that. We also go over the Emmy nominations in that episode. Sure do. Sure do. So yeah. it's amazing. Uh, you should definitely that. check that out. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And, uh, of course, anything else, you can check it out also on the uh, Taylor Network of podcast. Uh, the website uh, is available, and it also has its own feed uh, on iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher Radio, so check it out there. Excellent. So, Jim, where can people find you? Well, like we mentioned, not only Nothing's On, on the Taylor Network of Podcasts, occasionally on the DC TV, uh, DC All-Stars podcast on the Taylor Network as well. We're doing a new episode soon, I think, for... Tomorrow, tomorrow. tomorrow. uh, Yeah, for iZombie and... uh, And more news. Yeah, and all the San Diego news, so... There's a lot to cover, a lot of ground to cover there. Also, our D and D podcast every week, every Friday. You can catch it on SoundCloud or on iTunes. Just look up Old Magic Gaming. Uh, we're going to be relaunching OldMagicGaming.com soon with our YouTube presence and a bunch of other stuff that we're working on right now. So definitely, uh, for now, just check out our podcast there. Uh, every Friday, we have a brand new episode up. We take a D and D game and we edit it and make it sound nice and put background music in and sound effects and. It's a lot of fun, so check that out. Cool. Rich? Uh, right here on HHWLOD, doing this thing, and um, on the socials at ChubToad01. And then I thought there might be talk about a possible Watchmen podcast coming up soon. Well, I don't let's, know. Talk, let's talk after the show. Okay. Yeah, it's after the show. Okay. That's, that's it. Walking Dead after hours show. 
When you hit our hundred dollar a month Patreon level, that's right. Part of that package, you get know? The yeah, it's, it's it's just like this show, but crankier. Yeah. Yeah. WDTV Plus, and I yeah. and I take cash. You can send it straight to me. Yeah. You can have your choice of either Daryl or I give you the sultry uh, Barry White uh, message right. for your phone. Right. Your, your you can find all the things that I do in a lot of places. I write weekly movie reviews at WeLiveEntertainment.com. I cover Blu-rays at WhySoBlue.com. And I host a weekly podcast with my friend Abe called Out Now with Aaron and Abe. It's wherever you can find your podcasts. We cover the weekly movie releases, and we do commentary tracks and other fun special stuff every now and then. It's a big Tarantino week, so we have a new commentary track for Death Proof that's out there now, and we'll be talking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood this coming Sunday, which I'm very excited to talk about. And, um, yeah, I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Fantastic. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, Maybe we'll do something over the next couple weeks. Maybe not. We'll just stay tuned to the feed. Um, and of course, we'll put something up on the Facebook group if we, if we do decide to record. But if not, we'll be back in three weeks for certain, uh, when Fear the Walking Dead comes back for episode six, the back half of season five. Uh, so stay tuned, uh, for that. Um, and so there, until there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, don't create an airplane runway by shooting a rainbow out of your asshole. Words to live by. I know that that shell tried to weigh on you, but you just knocked it right off and came out with the rainbow. That's right. Beautiful. <laughs>